What up, everybody? I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, Saturday morning. So it's going to be a brief one today, but I did come across this article that I want to share with you right here. Apparently, they have found a way to test for impairment if you are under the influence of cannabis. Now, in a brief portion of that article, it's talking about how uh, the current methods are unfair and that the method that they've created uh, is promising. So I want to learn more about this. You know, for decades, many of us have driven high um, or moderately high and have done, for the most part, okay. I guess a bigger question now is how should we treat this as there's going to be more people coming in to the cannabis world who have never really smoked and may make that mistake of smoking and driving. Uh, And that has serious consequences in all seriousness, you know, for many of us who have done so for years, um, we have been able to do so safely um, without incident. Thank goodness for that. But um, the same can't be said about newcomers. It's going to be likely that there will be people who try to drive after they have smoked thinking they are okay, and that's going to lead to some serious fucking problems, as well as, uh, obviously, how cannabis will be viewed in the eyes of the public if there are going to be serious uh, collisions and deaths associated with uh, smoking and driving. Now, I understand that um, it's a tricky subject. Um, I have looked into this about how they might try to um, uh, determine if somebody's impaired. Yes, you have field sobriety tests, and that has been effective for alcohol and cannabis and maybe other drugs as well. Uh, but I guess they're trying to develop uh, a technological way to also uh, use on site, just like how we have a breathalyzer. So this is out of Boston. I believe it's an organization or a hospital or something of that nature. And they're saying they develop something that works really well. As I said, I'd like to keep this brief because I want to get this done, edited, uploaded, and then I want to play some World of Tanks. Stick around. Here we are. MGH claims breakthrough in detecting cannabis impairment. Convinced that existing tests are inferior, researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital say they have found a better way to detect it. Okay, the Boston Globe. Let's see what they have discovered. And hopefully it's actually useful. Useful and fair. Study also highlights flaws of existing drug recognition expert system. Boston researchers say they're... They've developed a new non-invasive technique for detecting cannabis highs that can reliably tell the difference between people who are truly impaired and those who merely used it recently. The claimed breakthrough by scientists at Massachusetts General Hospital comes amid intensified debate in the state over how to police stone driving in the wake of cannabis legalization. MGH researchers eschewed older methods that attempt to infer functional impairment from the amount of cannabis compounds in someone's blood or saliva in favor of a more direct approach, peering into the brain itself with light-based imaging. Yes. Let's read the article. 
While further development and validation is needed, the team behind the work is hopeful it could lead to a roadside device that would allow police to catch dangerously stoned drivers without sweeping up law-abiding cannabis consumers and uh, medical cannabis patients who have THC in their system but are not actively impaired. In quotes, for so long, our model has been alcohol, so there's a lot of focus on breath and blood levels. What about looking directly at the brain? In their study, published in January in the Journal of Neuropsychopharmacology, the MGH researchers first measured levels of oxygenated hemoglobin in the brains of 169 sober volunteers using functional near-infrared spectroscopy. Unlike the massive electricity-hungry MRI scanning machines employed by hospitals, This machine is relatively portable. It measures the photon reflections from low-power LED bulbs mounted on a skull cap and shined into the skull. Similar technologies are already widely used in smartwatches and other fitness gadgets to measure users' heart rates and blood oxygen. After giving some of their volunteers THC capsules and others a placebo, the MGH team classified each person as impaired or not impaired based on self-reporting by the study subjects and the consensus of multiple clinicians who were unaware of which subjects had eaten the real edible and had made thorough before and after observations of their behavior. The researchers then conducted a second round of brain scans and found that the people classified as impaired had significantly higher levels of oxygenated oxygenated hemoglobin than subjects who ate the placebo or didn't get too high from the THC-infused edible. Essentially, in quotes, the impaired brain becomes more active but less efficient at processing, so the body gives it priority and sends more oxygen. Fascinating. Well, there you have it, folks. A skull cap that shines some kind of light into your skull and can see, essentially can see, higher uh, blood oxygen levels or uh, what do they call it? Oxygenated hemoglobin. Very, very interesting. Now, the question becomes, is it going to be effective every single time? Imagine that, okay, this was just released as a, uh, as a journal and um, they'll probably run and conduct more research and tests on a wider uh, group of people. Interesting how they saw that difference between the two. So those that uh, they can definitively say were high from the scans and then uh, from those that they can uh, definitively tell that um, the edible just didn't do enough for them, that uh, it didn't get them high enough. Now, I wonder if the skull cap and the study actually showed uh, the difference between the two. Were we, uh, were we able to see what the levels of the oxygenated hemoglobin are in those that didn't quite get high enough? This, is, this would, you know, I guess a machine like this is going to be able to, once perfected, if it's even, if it's even um, applicable in the field, they said it's small, it's a small device. Uh, they just have to make sure it works. It works consistently long-term um, and doesn't break down in the field. We, we just don't want, I don't want um, unnecessary um, prosecution of people who smoked a joint maybe three, four hours ago. And it's a real fucking problem. You know, DUIs ruin people's lives. It can ruin their livelihoods. It can ruin a lot of things. Um, 
though most of most of the time i think it's probably warranted um if a law enforcement agent determines that it is beyond a doubt that they are intoxicated like more often than not sure we are looking at alcohol but with cannabis it's a little different um and it would be good to know that um officers that are pulling people over aren't just going to be like your eyes are bloodshot your pupils are dilated that that's it you know case closed dui a way to look in would be really really nice so overall i think uh it's an interesting technology um and i would like to see where it goes uh the it's about the safety in mind of just making sure people are being responsible um but i i you know i would like to see how it works on people who are barely high can it actually tell the difference just like alcohol they'll eventually be able to set a very specific like percentage standard um i guess if they see you know um a 20 percent elevated oxygenated hemoglobin in the brain from these uh uh from these skull caps uh could that be could that be determined as okay they did smoke at some point but they're no longer impaired whereas something 50 percent of oxygenated hemoglobin and above would be considered um impaired or beyond uh, I, I'm wondering if at some point that can be clarified and we can begin to understand what, you know, where, where is it that we need to be careful of? I mean, even alcohol is kind of tough the way they have it. I think um, 0.08%. Um, if I'm accurate about that, that's most people don't know what that level means uh, in comparison to how many drinks. That's a lot of times one alcohol drink of some sort maybe not uh maybe not beer but uh, you know hard liquor or something of that nature um properly blended with the right proportions you know maybe that's one drink uh maybe that's two or three beers depending on the person so this is also a bigger question of you know how should a person be able to determine they're okay um people on alcohol can't determine it uh when they uh drink small amounts of alcohol they might feel confident they can drive but again that percentage limit is if this is what we're going to base it uh based law on is a percentage limit somebody who's fine to drive and might be uh might be like 0.085 percent might be considered uh impaired and if they're just gonna if law enforcement is just gonna stick to the law then that's a dui right there same question goes for cannabis so trying to really understand where that number would lie, what that would mean, how, um, how would the average person know which is which, you know, uh, which, where can they feel confident about driving and actually know. And maybe at some point there could be an app made for this where you can scan your own skull and determine you're at 20% and you should be okay to drive. I don't know. Anyways, That's it for today. I'll catch you guys next week. It's time for World of Tanks. So I'm really excited to play.